Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 23rd, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Our readings for today are Psalm 57 and 145, 1 Kings 1, 1 through 4, and 5 through 31, Acts 26, 1 through 23, Mark 13, 14 through 27. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 57. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God most high, to God who fulfills God's purpose for me. God will send from heaven and save me. God will put to shame those who trample on me. Selah. God will send forth God's steadfast love and God's faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. From 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 1 through 31. King David was old and advanced in years, and although they covered him with clothes, he could not get warm. So his servant said to him, Let a young virgin be sought for my lord the king, and let her wait on the king and be his attendant. Let her lie in your bosom, so that my lord the king may be warm. So they searched for a beautiful girl throughout all the territory of Israel and found Abishag the Shunammite and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful. She became the king's attendant and served him, but the king did not know her sexually. Now Adonijah, son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. He prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. His father had never at any time displeased him by asking, Why have you done thus and so? He was also a very handsome man, and he was born next after Absalom. He conferred with Joab, son of Zeriah, and with a priest Abiathar, and they supported Adonijah. But the priest Zadok and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and the prophet Nathan, and Shimei and Rei, and David's own warriors did not side with Adonijah. Adonijah sacrificed sheep 
oxen and fatted cattle by the stone Zeholeth, which is beside Enrogel. And he invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite the prophet Nathan, or Benaiah, or the warriors, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan said to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah, son of Hegeth, has become king, and our lord David does not know it? Now therefore come, let me give you advice, so that you may serve your own life, save your own life, and the life of your son Solomon. Go in at once to the king David, and say to him, Do you not, my lord the king, swear to your servant, saying, Your son Solomon shall succeed me as king, and he shall sit on my throne? Why then is Adonijah king? Then, while you are still there speaking with the king, I will come in after you and confirm your words. So Bathsheba went to the king in his room. The king was very old. Abishag the Shunammite was attending the king. Bathsheba bowed and did obeisance to the king, and the king said, What do you wish? She said to him, My lord, you swore to your servant by the Lord your God, saying, Your son Solomon shall succeed me as king, and he shall sit on my throne. But now suddenly Adonijah has become king, though you, my lord the king, do not know it. He has sacrificed oxen, fatted cattle and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the children of the king, the priest Abiathar and Joab, the commander of the army. But your servant Solomon he has not invited. But you, my lord the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you to tell them who shall sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise it will come to pass when my lord the king sleeps with his ancestors that my son Solomon and I will be counted offenders. While she was still speaking with the king, the prophet Nathan came in. The king was told, Here's the prophet Nathan. When he came in before the king, he did obeisance to the king with his face to the ground. Nathan said, My lord the king, have you said Adonijah shall succeed me as king and he shall sit on my throne? For today he has gone down and has sacrificed oxen, fatted cattle, and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the king's children. Joab, the commander of the armory, and the priest Abiathar, who are now eating and drinking before him, and saying, Long live King Adonijah. But he did not invite me, your servant, and the priest Zadok, and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and your servant Solomon. Has this thing been brought about by my lord the king, and you have you and your servants, and you have not let your servants know who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? King David answered, Summon Bathsheba to me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. The king swore, saying, As the Lord lives, who has saved my life from every adversity, as I swore to you by the Lord, the king of Israel, your son Solomon shall succeed me as king, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. So will I do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed her face to the ground and did obeisance to the king and said, May my lord King David live forever. From Acts 26, 1 through 23. Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began to defend himself. 
I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, because you are especially familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg of you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, a life spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that I have belonged to the strictest sect of our religion and lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial on account of my hope in the promise made by God to our ancestors, a promise that our twelve tribes hope to attain. As they earnestly worship day and night, it is for this hope, your excellency, that I am accused by Jews. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and that is what I did in Jerusalem. With authority received from the chief priests, I did not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. By punishing them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme, and since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. With this in mind, I was traveling to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests, When at midday along the road, your excellency, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me and at my companions. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. I asked, who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and testify to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from our people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open your eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. After that, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but I declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout the countryside of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I have had help from God, and so I stand here testifying to both small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said should take place, that the Messiah must suffer, and that by being uh, the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And from Mark thirteen fourteen through 27. But when you see the desolation, desolating sacrilege set up where it ought not be that let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the housetop must not go down or enter the house or take anything away. The one in the field must not turn back to get a coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter. For in those days there will be suffering such as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now. No, and never will be. 
And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. For the sake of the elect whom he chose, he has cut short those days. And if anyone says to you at that time, look, here is the Messiah, or look, here he is, do not believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, the the elect. But be alert, alert, I have already told you everything. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, we are starting now first Kings. And as you can tell, this just continues the story from... um, Second Samuel, first and second Samuel. So now King David is very old. We have this sort of extra bit that was uh, an optional bit where David is old and he cannot keep warm. And so they come up with the idea to find a beautiful woman to lie with him. It's a little bit cringy, right? Um, why does she have to be a beautiful woman? You know, there's there's lots of questions here. Um, there's a lot of questions about how much freedom she has with that. There's also questions about, okay, in, in theory, maybe it was not sexual. How I don't know how that how um, uh, reasonable that is, or accurate, or whatever it is, or or if today we would say the same thing, but. There it is. The real story, however, is that we have um, Abijah who decides that he is next in line. And so he's going to go ahead and take over. David, the king, is almost dead. He's pretty much out of it. There's not much that he's doing. So I'm going to go ahead and take over as king. So he sets everything up. Again, we have several things where he is very handsome. He's the next brother down from um, uh, Absalom. And so he has all of these sort of human qualities to be a king, i.e. he is good looking. Um, But he doesn't necessarily have the, um, he doesn't have the support of David, certainly, but there's also some really interesting fault lines about who supports him and who does not. So one of the um, priests, Abiathar, and uh, there was somebody else who, or Joab, who, as we have seen throughout the thing, doesn't always make the best decisions. They both support him. But when you look at the people who don't support him, it is um, uh, the other priest, Zadok. We have um, Benaiah, who is one of the mighty men of, of David, and all of David's warriors. These men that have been with David through all of this, right? Back from the, from the, the wilderness of Adullam while he was on the, the run from Saul, they have stuck with him. They have been that wall for the people. They have been his closest supporters. They have been his warriors. And they look at this guy and they say, no, he, he's not the right king. And Nathan, the prophet. So Nathan goes to 
um, Bathsheba, right? And at this point, it gets very Game of Thrones because um, Abijah, or whatever his name is, I can never remember his name, um, is off, he's, he's basically coronating himself. He is saying, Abishag, um, no, that's the girl, Adonijah. Adonijah is saying, I am king, and he invites all his brothers, and, and they're having a big feast and basically saying, okay, this is it. He is now going to be king. Nathan goes to Bathsheba, who you may remember, this was the, the whole um, infidelity issue um, and all of that, right? Bathsheba is, is big. Nathan, the one who breaks the news to David, hey, guess what? God's not real happy about this situation goes to her and says, here's the situation. I'm pretty sure that David said to you that Solomon, your son, is going to be the next king, but this other guy is crowning himself, so we need to do something about it. So she goes to David and says, hey, didn't you say that my son Solomon should be king? He says, yes. Well, and I forgot his name again. Um, Adonijah has crowned himself as king. So you better do something about this. And so Nathan comes in and confirms that that's the case. So David says, nope, Solomon is going to be the king. Part of the danger here for Bathsheba and Solomon is that a common practice would be for whatever, uh, when there's a change of power in a monarchy, when the new king comes to power, uh, however that shakes out, usually they have any other people who could potentially be the next in line killed because it's sort of a kill them before they kill me and they take over as king. Um, and so Nathan and, and Bathsheba and Solomon are trying to get ahead of that. So David makes this declaration that Solomon is going to be the king, which just think about that for a moment. This is the semi-bastard son of David and Bathsheba. There are, we've had all of these stories about exactly what happened between David and Bathsheba. And yet this son from that relationship is the one who is going to be king next. Really interesting. And we'll hear a lot more about Solomon as we go on in 1 Kings. All right. So then we have in Acts, Paul is before Agrippa. This is Herod Agrippa. This is the grandson of Herod the Great. He is the current king. He has been invited by uh, Festus. I believe Festus is the second one, the current governor, to say, talk to this guy, Paul, and we need to figure out. He's appealed to the emperor. Let's figure out what exactly he we need to write a letter to the emperor about what his charges are. We're still not clear. So Paul preaches. Paul preaches to Agrippa. Now, this is, this is a pretty hostile audience. Um, again, this is the grandson of Herod the Great, who had all of, the, all of the boys under two years old in Bethlehem slaughtered because there might there was a rumor that maybe a Messiah might have been born, right? So pretty hardcore. Um, Agrippa has not, or um, he has not been very open about the things of the, um, of, of the people of the way. He is, um, 
not necessarily against it, but he he knows the way the power is playing. He knows that the um, the Jewish authorities don't like them. And yet Paul makes his appeal. He tells his story. He tells his backstory. He tells his, uh, you know, some traditions would call it a witness or a testimony. He says, this, this is why I have this hope. It's rooted in my deep faith in my Jewish tradition. I have met this one Jesus. Um, our tradition has always said that the Messiah must suffer um, and that this gospel, this good news, be proclaimed to the Jews and to the Gentiles both. So he makes this grand appeal to um, Agrippa as well as Festus. And we'll see where that goes. And then we have from Mark Jesus continuing uh, sort of the apocalyptic narrative that he is in in this chapter. Um, this started with the disciples seeing all of the sort of the, the high towers and all that. And he says, this is all going to go. In just a few decades, it's all the temple is, is going to be destroyed. He doesn't say in a few decades, but in fact, in a few decades, it will be. And now he is talking about sort of the, the day of the Lord or the end times, that sort of thing. And part of what he is doing, I believe, is to say, these things are going to happen, but they're not going to happen now. Because part of the understanding of Messiah is that this great and terrible day of the Lord, this day of reckoning, this day of judgment, would come along with Messiah being ruler, which is in fact the case, um, but is not where we are in the timeline. So Jesus is informing his, um, his disciples that these things are coming, yes, but they're not coming now. What we're doing now, and this is now being Holy Week, what we are doing now is a different thing. This is not the day of, of the great and terrible day of the Lord. This is not the day of reckoning. This is not the day of judgment. That is yet to come. But those things are coming, and we need to prepare. And you need to prepare. So that's, that's kind of where we are. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Loving God, as the rising sun chases away the night, so you have scattered the power of death and the rising of Jesus Christ, and you bring us all blessings in him. Especially we thank you for the ministry of word and sacrament. Those who serve and care for others. the affection of our friends, your call to love and serve one another, the presence and power of your spirit. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We thank you for the first day, uh, sort of first work day of a new week. We pray that you would be with us and guide us through all that we do as we live out our Sunday lives into the rest of our week. Mighty God, with the dawn of your love, you reveal your victory over all that would destroy or harm, and you brighten the lives of all who need you. Especially we pray for the church in the Asian Pacific region. 
endangered species of animals and plants, those who are isolated by sickness or sorrow, those who suffer mental anguish, all who seek the way and truth of Christ. People of God, for what else do we pray? We continue to pray for the people of Afghanistan and Haiti. We pray for the family and friends of Joe's daughter-in-law, who passed away suddenly. We pray for Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's. Deborah's in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. We pray for Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's. Joan has many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. We pray for Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who's gotten RSV and is doing better. We pray for Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is back in the hospital with kidney failure. We pray for Deborah, who is continuing to heal from hip replacement surgery and a broken rib and hand pain. We also pray for Joy, a former play school teacher who is beginning chemo for colon cancer. We pray for all of the play school teachers as they begin their training for a new school year. Holy God, your love is higher than the heavens and your grace is wider than the sea. Awaken our hearts to the joy of your presence and open our lips to sing your praise. To the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now let us serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.